Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow, mad cow, mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sunny Nation, welcome to the show on another Friday afternoon. Special time today. We're starting a bit earlier as we are anticipating two big guests. But before I jump into anything, some show notes if you are looking for some professional wrestling today. Tonight, WCW at the Outlaw Arena in Indianapolis, Indiana. GCW and Defy presenting a show in Seattle, Washington. WCPW in San Francisco, California. SWF in Tullahoma, Tennessee. Tomorrow night. Northwest Pro in Vaughn, Washington, where you can find myself. Defy and GCW back in Seattle tomorrow. CKW in Sherwood, Arkansas. New Era Wrestling in Shelbyville, Indiana. PPW in Aoli, Indiana. That is a benefit for Vito Andretti. PPW in Fort Defiance, Virginia. BMFX in Lafayette, Indiana. Russell Club happening in Caldwell, Idaho. NSW in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Freelance Underground in Joliet, Illinois. Zero One in Terre Haute, Indiana. AMW in Hazard, Kentucky. AACW in Kokomo, Indiana. TLW in Rocky Top, Tennessee. APW in Mount Carmel, Tennessee. RCW in South Bend, Indiana. TCW in Jeffersonville, Indiana at the arena. And Supreme Wrestling happening in Madison, Indiana tomorrow. Our first guest has not made it on as of yet, so let me see if I can track him down. In the meantime, enjoy a brief musical interlude.
right, still not seeing our guest today. Hopefully he will be with us soon. We hope, but while we wait for him, don't forget you can find Chicken Bob and myself tomorrow night at the Key Peninsula Civic Center for Northwest Pro. There's a lot of shows happening in the next several days, so wherever you may have pro wrestling near you, get out there and support, support, support. Pick up some merchandise, buy some tickets to donate. If you cannot make it to the live event, you can watch wrestling on a number of streaming services. Some of them are paid subscriptions. Some of them are not. But definitely get out there, support your local independents if you have some near you. And while we continue to wait, we will go into yet another musical segment.
office. I don't know where Icon Scott Palmrest is, but hopefully he will be joining us soon. But if not, also a reminder, the Turnbuckle Terminal Secret Santa is underway. It is not too late to jump in. If you do want to take part, send us a message letting us know your shirt size and your address, and you will be given a name and size in return. You send to that person. The person that gets you will send the gift to you, and you'll pick up some nice independent professional wrestling merchandise in time for the holidays. But the sooner you get that to us, the better it will be for everyone involved. But as we wait, don't forget we have a second hour on the show today. We will be joined in hour number two by Buck Sexton, the promoter and wrestler. Buck picked up the pieces of HPW and turned that into Warrior Pro Wrestling in Danville, Indiana. He has been doing a fantastic job there. He will also be in action tonight at 1151 South Kentucky Avenue in Indianapolis, Indiana at the Outlaw Arena. He also will be back in action on Sunday for his very own Warrior Pro Wrestling. So make sure you are sticking around today for that. But since it looks like Icon is not making it, we will go into another musical interlude and curse the name of Lance Dean. So here we go with yet another musical interlude.
still no icon. I believe icon is with Lance Dean somewhere cackling that icon has Lance Deaned us. I believe that is the case, but we will soldier on because we're getting a lot of musical interludes here today. So if you're into music, this is the program for you. And here is another musical interlude.
right. Well, we are back, and we have our first scheduled guest with us. He is out of the great state of North Dakota, podcaster, lifelong fan of pro wrestling, the icon, Scott Helmrest. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. How are you? Great to be on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Pleasure is ours. And since it is your first time here with us, I'm going to lead you today with our traditional first-timer question. How did you get involved in this crazy business of professional wrestling? Well, it actually was kind of by accident. I uh, I started uh, listening to a show called Off the Ropes, and I called in every single week, and there, I guess they got sick of me calling in every week, and they said, would you just like to work for the show? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I used to be a, a producer for a nationally syndicated talk show, and uh, I could uh, do a lot for you guys. So then I started uh, getting up guests. I got a theme song, uh, got them hooked up with uh, ESPN New York, and um, then uh, all the guys that were on the original show all left with me and just the uh, original host. So we kind of took it over, and we've uh, skyrocketed from that point. Doing a podcast, there's usually a lot of work involved as far as locating guests, doing research, uh, prepping for the show, making things go smoothly when you interview them. Having a working knowledge usually helps. How much do you put into an interview in a given week as far as actual hours spent working for this? Well, I guess you could say I spend about 20 hours a week doing this in between my other jobs that I have. The interesting thing about our show is it used to be really tough to get guests. And when we started having a few guests and then word got around that, you know, hey, the icon's a pretty cool guy and pretty interesting. You should be on his show. And then I started getting people texting me and messaging me saying, how come you don't have me on your show? And I'm like, well, I didn't know you wanted to be. And uh, that added more time to the mix. And to make a long story short, we're now booked until the end of 2025 with our guest list. That is not shabby at all. I'm always happy if we have three months booked out. And, uh, well, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll I'll let you ask the question. I'm sorry. I'm just so used to asking the questions. (laughs) I get that for sure. I was going to say, in today's marketplace, you have not only podcasts, but there's also a lot of streaming services that have professional wrestling on it, whether it's the smallest of independent or the largest of companies. You have traditional television. You have YouTube. So many choices out there. Where do you see the role of what you and I do as far as podcasts in today's marketplace for professional wrestling? Well, with that with that question, I guess I'd have to say that more and more people 
have podcasts. Now, it seems like whenever you turn on the air or whenever you go on the Internet or whatnot, it seems like everybody has a podcast, no matter what it is. And what's really interesting about saying that is radio is basically everybody's ball game. Whether you're trained in it, whether you go to school in it, or whether you just log on for a couple hours onto a streaming service. It seems like everybody that you can think of has a podcast about every single subject that you could ever think of. And I think that's going to be the way of the land. When you think of how radio is, the actual radio is, when you go to a radio station and there's no DJs anymore, there's no talk show hosts anymore, it's all basically a board with a pot that's turned on and they're pumping in shows from other parts of the country. Unlike the station I work at, 89.1 Ken's FM, it's all live DJs, and it's an independently owned station. That is a very interesting thing nowadays because that's a thing of the past. Most are owned by big corporations, which makes podcasting that much better because everybody can do their own thing. Everybody can fit into everybody's genre, and if you don't fit in their genre, you can kind of finagle your show a little bit to fit into what they're doing. So I think it's going to be a continued growing market. I agree with you for sure. Now, a lot of people have worried that with so many podcasts and with all of the streaming and with a lot of promotions, live streaming events on YouTube or TikTok, where their social media page, whatever the case may be, attendance is going to take a hit at the live shows because people will choose to stay home and get the content either for free or for the same price but without having to travel for it. We've seen live attendance numbers domestically start to slip a little bit in the last few months for pro wrestling. Do you think that with the live streaming and all of the podcasts and YouTube and so forth, it does hurt live attendance numbers? Or do you think that wrestling is healthy enough that it's going to draw people to the arena to watch and have that live experience? Well, you know, I think the live event market for pro wrestling has really suffered ever since COVID. I mean, it's slowly coming back, but because of COVID, all this smaller uh, independent promotions that relied on live shows that didn't have the streaming effect, look how many had to shut their doors because of it. It's, it, it was a sad thing, and I don't think the independence has really recovered from 2020. And what, that's really sad. Now, a lot of companies did have to close the doors because of the pandemic. A lot of them are far below what their attendance was pre-pandemic. But then you see promotions that are drawing big numbers here in my neck of the woods in Seattle, Defy Wrestling 
generally sells out within minutes of releasing tickets. They do around 400 fans every show at $75 a ticket. So there are places that do very, very well. Do you think that a lot of times it has more to do with the region of the country as far as how healthy it's going to be for pro wrestling, or do you think that the overall television presence of pro wrestling affects it, or do you see something else that maybe plays into how live attendance is going? Well, you know, well, let's, let, let me uh, take that one at a time. First off, the region of where independent shows are at, in my neck of the woods, North Dakota, there's one wrestling promotion below zero wrestling. And unfortunately, in my neck of the woods, the the biggest events that we had back was during the Monday Night Wars. We had a, we had two Thunders and one Nitro. Other than that, we have not ever had any big wrestling promotions here in North Dakota. However, if you want to go, uh, the WWE has brought big shows to Minnesota up in the Twin Cities, St. Paul and Minneapolis. However, with that being said, that's that's Minneapolis and St. Paul get all the big shows. North Dakota doesn't get any. We're lucky if we get one show every other year. So it is regionally based, and North Dakota has never really been known for supporting independent wrestling, so it is a regional thing. And when it comes to television coverage, if they, if someone can sit at home, like we just talked about, if someone can sit at home and watch an event and not have to pay $75 a ticket, they're going to sit at home and watch it. They're not going to shell out $75 for an unknown and that's a sad thing, too. And, you know, I'm going to add add one more element to that. You know, you have WWE and AEW. You know, there's there's fans of WWE and there's fans of AEW. There's some fans that say, well, I cannot be a fan of both. Well, look how strong the wrestling business becomes when both promotions are successful. You don't have to just be a fan of one or the other. You can be a fan of both, and it's not going to affect their product, it's not going to affect their fan base. What it is going to affect is the fact that there's more people watching both promotions rather than one or the other. So when someone tells me, oh, I, I, I'm going to watch WWE, I can't watch AEW, or I'm going to watch AEW or, and not the WWE, become a fan of both. Don't just sit and choose one. Watch both because the strength, as both products grow, the business is going to grow, which is going to bring more breeding ground for more independence. One of the mediums that we did not mention that is still out there, still available, is the wrestling magazine. Pro Wrestling Illustrated still puts out a magazine bi-monthly. They are still, after over 40 years, the number one physical wrestling magazine on the market. There's a couple more in the marketplace, but they are very hard to find. Do you think that wrestling fans still get something out of the physical wrestling magazines? Are they still able to 
get the same satisfaction that a wrestling fan from 25, 30 years ago would get from having a magazine as an option? Well, you know, I know Bill Abdel real well who puts out the magazine, and like you said, he's been doing it for 40-plus years. I wish that AEW would put out their own magazine like WCW used to do, and I wish the WWE would put out their own magazine. I miss going to the newsstand every month and buying my copy of the WWF magazine. I miss that. And I think that is one medium that is lacking and is missing and would help grow the business if both companies decided to release a magazine. I I love Pro Wrestling Illustrated, don't get me wrong, but I wish each company would go back and publish a magazine again. Unfortunately, they stopped. AEW has never really explored that, and I think they're missing a key element in promoting their business by not having a magazine. And we learned a few weeks ago that Impact Wrestling is once again going to rebrand itself as TNA starting in January at their first pay-per-view event of 2024. What do you think of Impact Wrestling ceasing operations as it is now and relaunching as TNA? Well, you know, TNA was, uh, of course, a brand launched by Jeff Jarrett back in the day, and at the time it was only pay-per-views once a week. I think it's only going to help the business. The more mainstream companies you have, the better the business is going to be because it has more fan choice. Right now there's just WWE and AEW. Once uh, TNA launches in January – it's only going to strengthen the product, and it's going to make AEW and WWE that much more successful because I, I don't believe that TNA is going to be able to compete right away, but it might help push WWE and AEW to be even better than what they are if they have more competition. Now, obviously... Here in November, we have hit the season where wrestling fans start to think of gift-giving ideas. Wrestling fans love to both give and receive wrestling-related merchandise around the holidays. I know you have a very nice-looking wallet available. What are some of the icon pieces of merchandise that fans might be able to give or receive this holiday season. As far as uh, icon merchandise or just regular wrestling merchandise? As far as icon merchandise, and then if you want to go into regular merchandise from there, feel free. Well, I guess if anybody wants to get an icon T-shirt, uh, those are being made. The, 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 wall, the wallet is a prototype Hopefully I can uh, get more of those made. Uh, But if you really want the uh, iconic logo, I have two shirts that uh, are available. The I I period, C period, O period, N period, and block letters. And I also have the Icon World Order T-shirt. And I also have the the, um, Attitude Era Live 
shirts that fans can get. And if you're looking at getting one of those shirts, you can send a message to me on Facebook Messenger. Just look up on just look on uh, up Scott Icon and send me a message if you want to get one of those shirts. We're selling them for nineteen ninety nine each. This time of year, we see a lot of uh, wrestling-themed shows. You see all kinds of holiday headlocks and uh, Christmas chaos and so forth and so on as show names. We see a lot of matches where the wrestlers will dress up in Santa Claus outfits or elf costumes or whatever the case may be. What do you think of companies that base shows this time of year around the holidays? Do you think it's a helpful thing, or do you think that it's overplayed, or do you think it never really made a difference as far as a draw? Well, to be honest with you, I don't think there's enough. And the reason why I say that, you know, uh, every year when I was a kid, I used to wait for – Thanksgiving Eve to per Survivor Series. Unfortunately, they don't have Survivor Series on Thanksgiving Eve anymore. But in some markets, I mean, I, I understand spending time with family and friends during the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, whatever it is. However, if there's a wrestling promotion in my area that's going to have a show during the holidays, whether it be uh, the day before Christmas Eve or the day after Christmas, I mean, I love spending time with my family, but I'm going to go to, I'd rather spend time going and supporting a wrestling promotion than just sitting at home doing nothing. Cause during the holidays, what else is there to do? Lots of stuff are closed. If you have a chance to go to a live event, I'd go to a live event instead of sitting at home. So I, I don't think there's enough live wrestling events going on around the, holiday season. WWE in the last several years has made periodic trips over to Saudi Arabia and they continue to have shows in Saudi Arabia. Uh, They have a very different look to them. Uh, You notice that they are definitely not in the United States whenever you watch one of the Saudi Arabian shows. What's your own take on WWE doing business with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia? Well, that's a tough question. I've heard mixed reviews over that over the years, and I've had mixed feelings over that. I know it's it's more of a way to support the troops and entertain the troops over there. And the fact that, you know, WWE is now sold to MMA, I think you're going to see probably more events overseas than than you do now. And will it help the business? Maybe. Will it hurt the business? Probably not. But here's the thing, though. You're only going to be able to see those events if they have them on television. You're not going to you're not going to see more you're not going to see Johnny Sixpack go spend I don't know maybe 40 bucks for the ticket and then spend $400 for the flight over there. So 
I think it'll I think it'll help the WWE with their streaming service because you, that's probably going to be the only way you're going to see it. But well, I think it'll help uh, the fan base long term. I'd have to balk on that a little bit. Looking at the landscape of not just pro wrestling but the world right now, do you think that there's an area where WWE or AEW could go in and do pay-per-views on a semi-regular basis and it would be even more beneficial to everyone involved? I think they they need to hit the Midwest. And I'm not just saying that because I live up this way. We don't, like I said before, we do not get wrestling. And if the WWE or AEW were to announce that they're going to have a pay-per-view here in Fargo, North Dakota, or Bismarck, North Dakota, or Moorhead, Minnesota, or Grand Forks, North Dakota, or Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Brookings, South Dakota, Sioux, um, um, you name it, Iowa, as long as it's close. This is one area that WWE and AEW has neglected. I guarantee if they were to announce that they're going to have a pay-per-view event here in one of the uh, in the tri-state area, even as even as far as Montana, the fans are going to come out and support it because we only get them like I mentioned before. We only get them once every other year. So if they were to like when w, WCW Back in the day, during the Monday Night Roars, when they announced that uh, WCW Thunder was going to be here, the Fargo Dome was packed up and down the block trying to get tickets for this event because we'd never seen a big show like that. And to kind of piggyback on that, uh, we had a thund- we had two Thunders, and then we had a WCW Monday Nitro, and it happened to be one of the biggest Monday Nitros in history because that's the only time in WCW history, the world the world title changed hands three times in one show, and that happened here. You don't see that anymore. Absolutely right. That was a thing that happened in North Dakota. Well, Icon, we are getting down to the last few minutes of the interview with you today, and I want to make sure you have ample time, so if there is anything you would like to say to the listeners, plug and promote absolutely anything you would like. The floor is yours. All right. Uh, we'd like you to check out our show, Attitude Era Live, uh, sorry, Attitude Era Monday, live Monday on 89.1 uh, Ken's FM. You can go to kensfm.com and you can uh, check out the show. You just click on the chat room Click on the microphone. You can hear our show. If you go to my Facebook page, Scott Icon Helmrest, you'll see who we got coming up. As a matter of fact, I'm kind of um, I'm going to mention this lineup real quick because I'm very happy about this. Uh, we have Scott Hand is our co-host this week. Uh, he has me starring in one of his movies called The Black Tent. He's going to co-host with us. We have Le- uh, Lexi Baca. She's going to be the next Wonder Woman. She's taking. Uh, the place of Gail Godot, and we're also going to have Riley Chase on. Uh, he is a uh, actor as well, horror film genre. And uh, we have Melissa Martinson. She is a uh, she is a music composer, singer, songwriter, 
And uh, we're going to have a pretty uh, impact show on Monday nights. And uh, you can check us out every Monday night. And you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday. And the guest list drops usually on Wednesday or Thursday. And you can see who we got coming up. And we got, like I say, we have got uh, our guest book from now until the end of 2025. And one of the quick shows that I'm very, very happy about, uh, we're going to have on December 18th, we're going to have Carolyn Zuzu Grimes. Uh, She played the little girl in the movie It's a Wonderful Life who said, look, Daddy, teacher said every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings, and she's going to be on the show December 18th. So we got we got a big lineup coming up, so don't ever miss it. Icon, I want to thank you so very much for taking the time to be with us. We definitely appreciate it. And with the schedule already booked, all of next year, I'm sure you're going to have a lot of success. Best of luck on there. Hope you're right back here with us. I, and I would love to join you guys again, and hopefully we can get uh, uh, you on my show to talk about uh, your show as well. We'd, lo- we'd love to have you. Absolutely. I would love it. So let's see if we can make that happen. Sounds good, man. I appreciate your time, and thanks for inviting me. And uh, don't forget to listen to Andrew Dara Monday Live Monday. And also continue to support my buddy here. He's got a great show as well. And uh, if you need any information from me, like guests or whatnot, let me know. I'll hook you up. No problem. We appreciate that. So fans, definitely check out Icon, support what he does. And we will talk to you soon, Icon. Take care, bud. Thank you. All right. So let me get our next guest up in here. One moment while I send him the number. All right. And so let's recap our show notes from the beginning of the show here. If you are looking for some pro wrestling, WCWO in Indianapolis, Indiana, Defy and GCW running in Seattle, WCPW in San Francisco, California, and SWF in Tullahoma, Tennessee tonight. Now, further ado, I want to welcome our guest to the show. He is back once again. It's been a while, but Buck Sexton, welcome back to the program. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. Whoa, 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 sign guy. It's the Buck Sexton, all right? The Buck Sexton, my apologies. Hey, if I correct Marcus Fine, I'm going to correct you too, all right? I don't care if it's your show. No, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, and if I'm in the same company as Marcus Fine, I'm going to consider myself fortunate. So, you know, I could be in a lot worse company. Uh, that you could. That you could. You could be in the company of Bruce McGar, and if you don't know Bruce, just know that that's not Marcus Fine company. I'm picking up what you're throwing down. <laughs> How are you all doing today? Doing very well, and... As I mentioned here in my show notes, 
you are headed to WCWO tonight, located at 1151 South Kentucky Avenue in Indianapolis. You have a big match there tonight, and you kick things off for that match with a little roughing up of your opponent in the parking lot recently. You want to tell us what you have going on tonight? Yeah, uh, so uh, me and uh, me and Jake Elliott just haven't been seeing eye to eye. And, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago I had him set up to finish and unfortunately, uh, you know, took my eye off the ball for a split second and ended up staring at the lights. And, uh, you know, last week as I'm leaving, you know, he's got his back turned to me. And uh, I figured I'd repay the favor and uh, and hit him out of nowhere as well. And so left him uh, – left him there contemplating his life choices, and apparently uh, those choices have led him to wanting to get his ass kicked tonight. In addition to tonight, I also mentioned at the top of the show, you will be in action Sunday for Warrior Pro Wrestling. Warrior Pro Wrestling, since last we had you on the show, has continued to grow and get bigger can you update the fans a little bit on what you're going to be doing at Warrior Pro and how you think of the growth of that in the last year or so? Uh, so the growth of Warrior Pro has just been absolutely amazing. Um, we have become uh, just so much more uh, successful than I could have ever dreamed. Uh, it has been an, it's a magical ride. The, uh, the guys I have that are a part of it and the, and the team I've got behind me uh, is amazing. My, uh, my right-hand man there, Jesse Winchester, is just absolutely phenomenal, not only in the ring with his in-ring work just getting better and better every day, but also when it comes to the stories we're putting together and the, uh, and the, the shows that we're booking top to bottom, um, you know, I, I'd be hard-pressed to say we have, we've had a bad show this year. We've had some that haven't hit the way we wanted them to, but we've uh, we've been constantly putting on fantastic cards, fantastic storylines, and it just continues to build. Um, today was a, a you know another huge milestone for us. We we locked it down uh, a couple weeks ago and made the announcement uh, to our fan base, uh, but it went out to the greater fan base here in uh, in the Midwest uh, that at the Squared Circle Expo Four here in March of uh, 2024. Uh, appearing on behalf of Warrior Pro Wrestling is going to be my hero, the man who is the reason I do what I do as far as, uh, you know, aspirations and dreams. Uh, Mr. Eric Bischoff is going to be joining uh, the Warrior Pro Wrestling booth there for a meet-and-greet photo op and uh, an autograph signing to, uh, to partner with us at Square Circle Expo. Now, Eric Bischoff is someone that fans will recognize if they are over 25 years of age as the former head of WCW and later a general manager on WWE, possibly even from being on Impact. Fans in more recent years know him as a podcast host and an executive producer of several different television programs. I know he has a large fan base still in the wrestling community. How big of a coup was it to be able to get him to come to Circle City? 
Oh man, it uh, it was amazing. Um, it was uh, it was something that I took a chance on and sent a message on Twitter, and within probably an hour, I had a response from him, uh, an agreement on rate, and and a sponsor to fund it. And so it was uh, it was fantastic. Wouldn't have been possible without uh, one of our great partners here from WPW Rasmussen Associates. Um, a local lawyer here uh, in downtown Indianapolis. Um, he is a he's a huge wrestling fan, and uh, and a huge partner of ours. And uh, and he is he is coming in to help out uh, and make this possible for us. Um, it's it's pretty surreal. Uh, when I say he's my hero in wrestling, uh, that is that is no uh, that is no exaggeration. Um, I have taken the lessons that I've read through in his uh, in his first book, Controversy Creates Cash taking the way he approached competing with uh, the WWE in the 90s and scaled it down to what we've made successful here at Warrior Pro Wrestling um, to be to be different. You know, his, uh, his philosophy then was he's not going to be better than Vince, so it's only going to be viewed as less than, so why not be different than? And we have taken that same approach to, to independent wrestling here in central Indiana, and I think our success speaks for itself when uh, – when we look out and see that our fans are by, are really responding well to not just great in-ring work, but also great thought-provoking stories that get you to want to come back and spend your money the next night, the next month. Um, so, yeah, having him is going to be huge, huge for us. Um, for the fans that may not recall, Warrior Pro Wrestling came out of the ashes of Hoosier Pro Wrestling when Jerry Wilson had to close the doors during the pandemic just because of a few different issues, uh, primarily fear of people's health during the pandemic. You picked up the pieces and set things into motion to revitalize Pro wrestling as Warrior Pro Wrestling, but also keep some of that legacy of HPW going. What do you think of the legacy of HPW? What do you think that legacy ultimately is? Uh, so it's man, it's it's hard to put into words for me because um, the 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 opportunity um, that I was given down there from Jesse, or Jesse, Jerry, from Flash, um, just, it, it, any way I put it, it's going to be understated to me, um, because I, this is, this doesn't, like, me owning Warrior Pro, me doing all these things, doesn't happen without, um, them taking a chance on me, and, and thinking that maybe I could, uh, maybe I could be worth, uh, being on the card, and being somebody that got people to, to pay their twelve, fifteen dollars, whatever it was, to come and uh, come and watch me and Dynamite Dylan, uh, you know, run the tag division down there for for two two and a half years straight, and then uh, and then to turn that into getting a push to to the top, be the heavyweight, getting trusted to be the heavyweight champion down there, uh, being the last heavyweight champion down there is is not something that I take lightly. It is uh, it is something that I'm very proud to say that you know. Not only, you know, when the doors closed, was I the last guy standing holding, you know, holding the belt. And I won the, I won the final main event down there 
uh, after 20 years of them being in business, you know, the final main event, me versus TJ Kemp, uh, you know, I, I don't think I could have painted that any better. And, uh, and to take that and, you know, for Warrior Pro to be the phoenix that rose from those ashes um, is, is, you know, we're just trying to carry that legacy on of just putting on very entertaining shows, family-friendly shows that get the crowd involved and, and like I said, continue to make sure that, uh, you know, it's not just about the, 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 the flippy stuff that you can do that's going to get you a highlight on YouTube. It's, a, it's about what we all came to love, you know, over the course of our, our fandom, you know. We all re- you might remember a couple, you know, a match here or there specifically. You're not really going to remember the moves more often than not. You're going to remember the emotion. And uh, you're for damn sure going to remember those great storylines like the NWO uh, from Bischoff. And so it's all, like I said, it's all coming full circle uh, here lately. And it's a, it's, it's a dream. And we touched on this a little bit the last time you were here, but once you pick up the mantle of being the promoter and you are in charge of the show, when things happen during the course of a show and somebody gets hurt or something goes wrong production-wise, anything like that, are you seeing those things with a different mindset because of being the promoter, or did you always have the same type of mindset when things like that happened, even when you were wrestling without the actual promoter part of it going? Uh, I've, I've always viewed the business through the lens of being a businessman who's playing wrestler. And so, uh, whereas, you know, and not a knock on anybody, um, but a lot of times when you, when you look at the guys who run promotions, they are, they are wrestlers trying to be businessmen. And so it's, uh, for me, it came natural to make the transition to being a promoter, um, you know, with, with the, the detail to storyline and concept, uh, paying, you know, when I'm at a show, I don't leave the gorilla position unless I'm in the ring. Uh, and when I'm back through the curtain, it's immediately back on the monitor, watching what's happening there, looking through the looking through our our uh, curtains that we have to watch the crowd and their reaction. Uh, I run the sound, I run the videos, um, unless, like I said, I'm out there. So I, I have my hand firmly on top of every piece of the show. Um, so when those things go wrong, um, nobody has to run and find somebody to answer the question or or, you know, anything like that. I'm right there. Um, I'm on top of it all. And so uh, being a promoter is definitely uh, – it, it, the, the fun part for me is when myself and Jesse sit down and we write an incredible storyline that we both get excited about. And uh, it, it's funny. We call it the nipple test. Uh, and one of us will give, give each other an idea. And if we get goosebumps and, 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 you know, our nipples get hard, which, uh, is, it might sound stupid, but we joke about it. It's, we joke about it now. And you just get those chills across your body where you're like, that's an amazing idea. When we have an idea that we've gotten to that point where we have just absolutely, you know, just full, just every piece of us loves it and it happens and the crowd reacts exactly like we wanted them to. That is more satisfying 
than any match I have ever participated in in my entire life. Um, being able to do that, being able to launch, uh, or not launch, but help, um, you know, push guys that here in, in Indiana are quickly making a name for themselves. They gate, uh, Dylan Cole, Logan Myers, Blake Wright, um, these guys that, uh, that came to us and they, they, they went to great places, got trained, learned the moves, um, and learned how to, you know, put the matches together. And I feel like something that me and Jesse have brought to the table as far as what we do here at Warrior Pro has been to take those guys and give them the ability to learn how to tell stories long term. We don't do, you know, offshoot, oh, it's this month, and then you're doing something different next month. Generally, everyone on our card is involved in a storyline that some of those stories have lasted as, as many as 18 months, and some of them are, you know, three, four months. You know, not everything's meant to be a novel. Some things have got to be a quick passage. But uh, I feel like we've given those guys just another piece that they can – they can add to their puzzle so that way when they make it one day um, we can look back and say hey look we had a we had a small hand in, in helping them achieve their dream oh, as someone that has first hand intimate experience with it I know that the ring you guys have there at Warrior Pro Wrestling has seen some injuries in its time I know there's been one or two since Warrior Pro Wrestling came out of HPW. When you're watching the monitor and you're looking at the matches, when you know that someone definitely is hurt, what's going through your mind as a promoter and then as someone that is just a fellow wrestler on the card as well? Uh, so obviously, you know, first and foremost is is making sure that the the real life person is okay. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter who their character is, what their character is, what's going on, um, whether it's been injuries that happen at the show. Example: last month, um, a dive spot went wrong between Zay Gates and uh, and Tyler Scott. Um, Amazingly, our our rookie ref, who has not been doing this very long at all, um, recognized, exited the ring, checked on him, um, checked on him, got the X thrown up, and Dalton, our Dalton Brock, our ref, uh, he, I mean, the kid's 19 and you know, greener than just as green as any anybody else uh, when they break in. And he recognized it and reacted instantaneously, and half the locker room was out there within 45 seconds of it happening, checking on him, making sure everything was okay, getting him carried to the back, um, making sure that you know we have we have a, a great um, you know a great locker room where some some people are able to use their uh, their you know real life experience to help look through look through things like that, diagnose them. Uh, you know, it ended up being a sprained ankle. I have a walk. I keep a walking boot in our in our gear in our gear boxes for situations like this, um, because that's one of those things that kind of happens pretty often is a is an ankle tweak here or there, and 
Tyler was up walking around within 30 minutes in the boot and good to go when he wrestled again this past weekend. Um, you know, the Logan Vitor uh, issue from last year where she split her face open, I left and went to the emergency room with her um, until she got checked in to make sure she was good. Um, you know, we, we have had, you know, another injury with uh, Joey Dice injuring his shoulder um, in a move gone wrong. Um, but luckily we haven't had we haven't had anything that's kept anybody on the shelf for too long. Um, but when it comes to, when it comes to the injury side of things, the, the show stops and it's, it's not about, you know, making sure that there's smooth transitions at that point. It's making sure that the person's okay. I've had plenty of guys show up and, and look a little rough from the night before and find out that they may or may not have had their bell rung. And I don't care what the, what the, um, you know, consequences are of the show. I don't let them go out if they're even talking about being um, being sore or injured because at the end of the day, I care about my guys and what uh, what their life looks like going to their their Monday through Friday job, not what the, what goes on for two hours at my show on a Sunday. Now, in the holiday season, wrestling fans obviously are looking for wrestling-related merchandise to either give or receive as gifts. What's some of the merchandise that you've come up with, either for yourself personally or for your company? So we have a uh, we have an awesome store on BrainBusterTees.com. Quite a bit of merchandise uh, through um, individual wrestlers that work with us, um, WPW merchandise, um, Right now, with the with the announcement of Bischoff coming in, we are also um, running a special uh, that if you uh, pre-order one of our um, our WPW uh, NWO inspired shirts uh, with the uh, with the commemoration on the back to the date of Squared Circle next year, um, you buy that shirt early, you'll get the shirt the day of the meet and greet. You will also be able to um, get a discount on the autograph and photo with him, and you will get a free ticket to our show the next day. Um, so we've got very, very nice. One of the roles in wrestling that we are not seeing as much as we used to see is the role of the manager. I know you've worked with managers before, and there's uh, been some on the independent circuit in the last few years, but not to the level that we used to see managers. And at the national level, AEW still has several managers, but WWE very sparingly uses them. Impact Wrestling sparingly uses them. What do you think in general terms of the managers as they relate to wrestling in 2023 so when it comes to my thoughts on managers it is something that is a delicate balance um and and it's not just um you know are there too many um it's kind of like a faction um they're really really cool to have but they can be they can be oversaturated quickly and they can become meaningless quickly um you know, I think uh, when I think managers, you know, obviously being uh, in my mid-30s, uh, which is gross to say, um, 
you know, Paul Heyman has really been the, the manager of my generation uh, that has, uh, has went on and kind of just made that so important. And he makes his clients feel like just these massive stars, bigger than they already are. Um, whereas you can have some places that, and I'm not, I'll be honest with you, I don't watch the uh, AEW product too much. It just, it's not my style of wrestling. Um, you know, everybody's got their own, their own taste, you know, wrestling's like Gatorade. It, it all is pretty much the same thing, but we all have our favorite flavor. And, uh, and when it comes to, you know, some of the independent shows, you'll see you know, there's four or five managers on a seven match card. And it's just like, uh, you know, if every match has a manager, then none of them mean anything. And, and so getting somebody that also, especially on the independent side of things, uh, a, a manager, a lot of the times doesn't really know their role because a manager is generally wanting to also make sure that they quote, get their, their stuff in. And it's like, nah, like you're there to enhance the talent, to make them feel special, um, you know, to be there to cut promos for guys that can't talk, uh, that don't talk very well, or their characters don't, you know, their characters should be silent. Um, but we get, you know, a lot of times managers on the in the independents go into business for themselves, and they want to, you know, they want to cut a promo after their client cuts a promo, or they want to make sure that during the match, hey, make sure your guy comes to me so I can I can do my thing with the thing I bring to the ring, and it's just like, or you could just stand out there and naturally organically become part of the environment and do what you're supposed to do, which is hyping up your client to be better, uh, you know, be seen as a big star to your, to your audience. You know, I'll, I'll say this. We've only had one, um, I won't call, I won't say full-time manager because he's actually uh, been fantastic and taken a step back as, uh, as a commentator for us on the live stream through Gonzo sports room. Um, but David Lee, has been really the only manager we've had um, in WPW, and he he served a fantastic purpose uh, as part of the the faction that we had had him assigned to, and he knows his role, and he comes out and he does what he needs to do, and he doesn't make it about him, and he when it's time to talk he he talks and he doesn't worry about you know, oh, well, I got to make sure that I talk if Blake talked or whatnot. Like, he, he very much t- took the direction and uh, from us and did an amazing job, and we're looking to obviously uh, continue to keep him in the fold. Um, and we've, we've entertained the thought of bringing more managers in, but, again, it's, uh, it's something that if everybody does it, then none of it's special. And so we want to make sure that we keep it, uh, you know, we keep the people that deserve to, to have those spots as special as possible. Fair enough. But well, we are at the part of the show where we have a game we like to play called Word Association. I will throw out the names of some guys that you most likely have come across in your career. First word or two that comes to mind is the answer. Are you prepared for some Word Association? Why not? Let's go. First name, Bobo Brazil Jr. Uh, I mean, legend in those parts. I I haven't had a lot of interaction with Bobo, um, but every every time I've I've shared a locker room with him, just an absolute just 
you know, wealth of knowledge and and a guy that is is very revered uh, by the uh, by the community around here. IK3. IK3. Um, oh man, God, I love IK3. Um, I will say instrumental. Uh, and I'll say that because not only is he somebody who um, has helped so many of the young guys around here when he was, uh, you know, even when he was a young, he's still a young guy, but even, you know, seven years ago, five, six, six or seven years ago when I started training uh, here at the dub, you know, he was 16 or 17 years old leading the, leading the, the training classes on Sundays. And the kid, the the kid has more talent than probably anyone I have ever seen. Um, he's amazing. Blake Money Wright. <laughs> oh man. Um, do you want Do you want Blake Money Wright or do you want the Blake I know? Because those are two different words. Whichever one's popping into your head first. Um, Blake is a Blake is a character is is just uh, he's paying the ass as a person. Blake is Blake is a, Blake is a brother. He is a, he was one of the first people I came to. When uh, when I bought out HPW and I looked at him and I said I need you to be in this with me, uh, the kid the kid's got amazing talent and I looked at him and I was like if you're in this with me, I'm putting the first title on you and I'm gonna ride you to the moon, and he did exactly what he needed to do carrying our championship for an entire year, uh, well actually longer almost almost longer than a year and headlining our first main show, and yeah I. Uh, I couldn't be more thankful for that relationship with Blake. Piper. Piper. Ah. Uh, I got to get Piper back. Uh he screwed me over at Thunder Blunder. Um but again just an amazing talent. Uh He's a uh, yeah, just the everything that that Tim Lutz and, and those guys have done down there in Cincinnati is just top notch. Their whole their whole crew. Rachel Armstrong. Next. When Pogo. I think of Pogo, uh, <laughs> Pogito. Oh man, Pogo is uh, just—he's—he's he's just such an amazing person. I love Pogo. The president, Jeremy Hadley. Um, gosh, Jeremy Hadley in my opinion, is the greatest character I have ever seen in wrestling that unfortunately never got a shot to go to be bigger than he should be. Or be as big as he should be, I should say. Daryl Rose. <laughs> um, D. Rose is amazing. I love D. Rose. Dex Royal. 
Uh, I'm going to have to pass on that one. Last name, Cousin Cooter. Um, <laughs> chicken. Fair enough. Well, the Buck Sexton, I know you have a match here very, very shortly. I don't want to take up all of your time as you need to get prepared, but I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us today. We appreciate that very much. Best of luck tonight. Best of luck on Sunday. Hope both houses are full. I appreciate that. All right, fans. Thanks. Definitely, if you see Buck Sexton, is going to be on a card. Go buy yourself a ticket and watch him. He's very, very, very talented. Warrior pro, doing big things. So make sure you get out there and support them. We will be back with you Sunday afternoon. This coming Sunday, we have referee Becky Pence out of the great state of Ohio. So make plans to be with us, and we will talk to you soon. Yeah.